Was the Pope's apology over Catholic abuses at Canada's indigenous residential schools enough? I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan and our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Pope Francis toured Canada this week in a penitential pilgrimage. He's apologizing for the Catholic Church's role in Canada's brutal Indian residential school system, which lasted from 1831 until 1998. An estimated 150,000 indigenous children were taken from their families by the government and placed in distant boarding schools, forced to assimilate into the dominant white Euro-Canadian culture. Sixty percent of these boarding schools were run by the Catholic Church. Children were prevented from speaking their native languages and compelled to embrace Christianity and a strict educational and work program intended to, quote-unquote, civilize them. Children suffered sexual and physical abuse. Initial analysis estimates over 3,200 died at the schools. Another 1,000 died after being sent home grievously ill. The search for the remains of these children, often in unmarked and forgotten cemeteries across Canada, has accelerated in the past year, after several burial sites were identified with potentially hundreds of corpses of residential school students. This scandal has spilled over the border, provoking a long-overdue assessment of the government-run Native American residential schools in the United States, where indigenous children often suffered atrocities and death during their forced assimilation. Although Christian charity was not absent, and there were many outstanding instances of devotion and care for children, the overall effects of the policies linked to the residential schools were catastrophic. That's Pope Francis on Monday at the First Nations community in Muskowich, near Edmonton, Alberta. What our Christian faith tells us is that this was a disastrous error, incompatible with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is painful to think of how the firm soil of values, language, and culture that made up the authentic identity of your peoples was eroded, and that you have continued to pay the price for this. In the face of this deplorable evil, the Church kneels before God and implores His forgiveness for the sins of her children. I myself wish to reaffirm this with shame and unambiguously. I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples. Evelyn Korkmaz, who spent four years at St. Anne's Indian Residential School in Fort Albany, Ontario, and now helps other survivors, responded. I've waited 50 years for this apology. And finally today, I heard it. And um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of my family members, friends, classmates, and members of my community that went to residential school were not able to hear it because they had passed on through suicide, alcohol addiction, suicide, 
sorry, said that, uh, and other uh, substance abuse or whatnot, uh, because they could not endure or live with the trauma that they endured in these residential schools. Pamela Palmiter, a Mi'kmaq lawyer and professor speaking on the Democracy Now! NewsHour, offered a different view of the Pope's apology tour. It was pretty much what I feared, that it would be one of those very carefully worded apologies where the church itself, the organization, doesn't take responsibility for their policies and practices, the cover-ups, uh, knowing that there was sex offenders all over the world. Between 2008 and 2015, a nationwide Truth and Reconciliation Commission in Canada documented the abuses of the Indian residential school system from archival sources as well as from survivors. In addition to a genuine apology from the Pope, Pamela Palmiter and other Indigenous activists are demanding a formal Vatican rejection of the Doctrine of Discovery, which dates from a papal bull issued in the 1450s. It basically gave um, power, the so-called power, to the European uh, nations to go forth and conquer any lands where Christians don't inhabit, you know, lands that were so-called terra nullius where no one is living, a no-man's land, so to speak. But in fact, we know um, it wasn't just an authority to go forth and take those lands. It was to use, you know, whatever force necessary to rid the lands of any non-Christians. And, and you saw that all over North and South America. Millions and millions upon millions were killed, tortured, abused, exploited, put into slavery. The doctrine of discovery was embraced by Thomas Jefferson as a basis for early U.S. colonialism and the violent expropriation of indigenous lands. This eventually included a system of oppressive boarding schools. Between 1819 and 1969, the U.S. government operated 408 indigenous residential schools in 37 states or territories. In 2021, Interior Secretary Deb Holland, the first Indigenous cabinet secretary in U.S. history, launched a study of these schools. The initial report, issued last May, confirms, quote, the United States directly targeted American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian children in the pursuit of a policy of cultural assimilation that coincided with Indian territorial dispossession. It identifies the federal Indian boarding schools that were used as a means for these ends, along with at least 53 burial sites for children across the system, with more site discoveries and data expected, the report said. The genocide against this hemisphere's indigenous people is a foundational crime of the United States and Canada. The Pope's penitential pilgrimage across Canada should renew a complete accounting of the residential school system in pursuit of justice and reparations for its survivors and impacted Indigenous communities. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.